What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. I have a confession to make. I have a sweet tooth. I love pastries, cupcakes, cookies, cakes, croissants, macarons, macaroons, basically anything that has sugar, butter, flour, and especially chocolate. And I love supporting local bakeries, not just the storefront ones, of course, because, you know, that's important, but also the bakers that are working in a commercial kitchen that don't have a storefront. And my special guest today is someone who is a baker, works out of a professional kitchen, and sells online, for now anyway. Her name is Bronwyn Hales. She works part-time as a respiratory therapist at Riverview Health Center. And in her spare time, when she's not being a mother to her two children, she owns Baked by Bronwyn. So let's talk to Bronwyn and find out everything about her business and anything else that she'd like to share with us. Good morning, Bronwyn. Good morning, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you were able to pop on. I know that we had a few little tech issues to uh, get this started, but everything's worked out. And so now we can have our conversation. Yes, thank you. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Those little glitches got worked out. Oh, you know what? Anything technical, you know, I love it when tech works, but when it doesn't, it's like, you know, you either hire somebody to fix it or somehow you, I want to say sort of MacGyver it and make it work. (laughs) So here we are. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me, how did you get started or, or how did the idea come up for Baked by Bronwyn? The idea, you know, started from me during COVID and I had recently gone through a separation and I guess I just finally had space in my body and my mind and my life to start getting passionate about baking again is what happened. And it happened over a kid's birthday where I really went all out for one of my daughters. And I didn't just like that experience it gave me. I like, I loved it like 10 out of 10. And um, I then went to a neighbor and that had invited us to a barbecue. And I said, I'm bringing a cake, no exceptions. And I, again, it was a 10 out of 10 experience to do that cake. And on that barbecue, I had said, you know, I think I'm, I'm really starting noticing that I'm really enjoying this. I'm thinking about cakes constantly after these couple of events that I've just done. And I think I'm going to find people to donate cakes to within my circle of friends and family every month 
and I'm just going to do this for a year and kind of just see where it takes me. And then I, of course, every time one of these opportunities came up, like a birthday party for my partner or my kid, and I would post a picture, right? Everyone would go wild. And people that are very close to me know that I used to work at Baked Expectations when I was really like 16 to 18 or 19. Oh, wow. So they had known from knowing me, if they'd known me that long, they knew it was kind of in me somewhere from my past. And everything just kind of started to get, people started to ask me constantly when I was going to start selling the cakes. And I always would reply, well, you know, that's not legal. And, you know, all this long list of excuses (laughs) until one day a friend who's actually in Korea, she kind of was like, you know, like you need to get on this. And like, she was showing me pictures in Korea of, of cakes she had bought for her daughters over there and how expensive they were. And she thought I had talent and I need to stop with the excuses. And it was from that phone call that I actually went online and found what the process would be for me to sell cakes. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself researching commercial kitchens that are available for rent that anyone can find online. And then I got insurance and a food handler's certificate, which also is easy to find a course. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I was uh, advertising a uh, Valentine's Day pop up. And I found out how to take orders online with help of friends mm-hmm. <laughs> who are more technologically advanced than I am. Right. And before I knew it, I was jumping into this first event and it was quite an experience. I can imagine. And from there, that first event was two days long. So I rented a commercial kitchen in the exchange district for two days and I was so tired <laughs> and it was all math. Everything was calculated, right? Like what are the ovens set at? How many items do I need to make total? How many orders did I get? And how are we going to mix all this and get it going, right? And it really was actually really crazy to to do that. Like I didn't go small. I really took a lot of orders and my mom helped me for that first event. And I had to think about all the packaging and how are all the pickups going to work and all that. Mm -hmm. And I really learned a lot from that. And then from then I, um, it gave me a little bit of social media exposure. I was able to film bits and pieces, which if anyone is interested, you can still see those old highlights, um, (laughs) which they seem old now, but it was really only just a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then I found the confidence to do it four or five more times before an opportunity came up for me to become a tenant and have my own commercial kitchen space, which is where Baked by Bronwyn is located right now at 482 Calmore. And that's coming up on a year almost uh, since that milestone happened. And I've really, I'm learning so much with every single thing that I make still. And I've, I've really come a long way. I feel like I have a lot ahead of me to still learn, but I really have learned a lot through this process also. So yeah, I've, I'm, I'm grateful that I, that I jumped into this, you know, it hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of challenges and my time is really scheduled and it can get really overwhelming, but to be creative and to connect with the public in this way has been really hard to describe. It's been really powerful and I'm really growing <laughs> in so many ways. And I feel so much more engaged, I guess, is one of the ways to describe it. Mm-hmm. And it's very meaningful to have someone enjoy something that you made, you know, or gift something that you made. It's really special to me. Oh, that's wonderful. You've, you've mentioned quite a lot that I want to touch on. First of all, I like that you mentioned it's, it's math because 
you know, when we're in school and we're taking math classes and we're thinking to ourselves, well, this is a waste of time because I'm not going to be using math after I finish school. But it's it's actually math is in everything as in science, because, you know, baking, if you think about it, is actually a science, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. And I'm really learning to fine tune that skill, the, the attention to detail and the weights of things and the measurements, mm-hmm. things and the time that each stage of an item is mixed is also really important. And the temperature of things. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm learning that more and more every time something goes into the oven. <laughs> I'm learning how something looks when it's in the mixer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm doing it enough where I can tell, okay, the way this looks, it's time to do the next step. Oh, or it's okay. time to stop mixing. It's time to get it in the pans. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting because, you know, of course, you know, ovens are, are very different. You know, we used to have an older oven and so it would heat higher. So I had to watch and make sure that, you know, I took it out sooner because otherwise it would burn. But then when we got a new oven, it wasn't heating as much. So I had to increase the, the baking time. And, and so like you write, you you get to a point where, okay, so if I put it in for 13 minutes, it's great, but 14, it's going to burn. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is that. And I wish I could show the public some of my bloopers. I should sh- show them that more. I think <laughs> there you definitely should. <laughs> are a lot behind the scenes. <laughs> And that I, I think, you know, when you think about social media, every, you know, everyone wants to show the best, you know, this is the best cake, or this is the best trip or whatever it is. And that's great. And and people love to see and, and your cakes are absolutely beautiful. So oh, thank you. you. Oh, you're welcome. And when you post pictures of your cakes, I mean, everybody's just drooling wanting that cake. But showing a blooper, right? Maybe saying like, Oh, this is the first cake or because I'm sure you were taking photos of everything. Yeah. Um, so showing a blooper and saying, okay, well, this is the, this is the first cake that I made. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I forgot to do this or I, I added salt instead of sugar or whatever the situation was. And, and that actually makes you seem more real, more yeah. approachable. like, you know what? I did that too. And I'm so glad that, you know, someone who produces these beautiful cakes had that experience as well. So yeah. it connects you even further with your customers and would be customers. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind because there are a lot of bloopers. <laughs> well, maybe make it like a blooper series, you know, like every Friday or something like here's oh, my latest uh, blooper. <laughs> yeah. If I can share one of uh, like a horrifying event that happened to me. For those of you who don't know, I used to work for the Fairmont Hotel and Resort chain. And I was working in food and beverage for mm-hmm. 10 years with that company. So there's a little bit of like this, everything has to be 10 out of 10 all the time, Mm -hmm. because for a company like that, right, everything is always like five star, right? Well, of course, yeah. And um, I delivered these cakes out of town one day for a birthday last fall. And one cake was perfect. Like it made the drive. It was fine. It was spotless. The Mm -hmm. other cake, though, I was watching before my eyes, the icing fall off of the cake. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was just... This family actually invited me to, to attend the party too, Uh-oh. which was unusual. But I'm actually glad because I could see, ooh, something is very wrong with either the cake was too moist or mm-hmm. the icing wasn't the right consistency or a little combination of both. And they were very nice and everything still tasted good. But to me, it was horrifying. <laughs> There's a little, I'll just describe a blooper. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, and I would feel the same way because there's there's a, a feeling of not so much a, a perfectionist, because I think for myself as a perfectionist, I don't want to send anything out unless it's absolutely perfect. Oh, yes. 
But in your case, though, it, it's like, okay, so you're, you're representing the Fairmont, first of all, and you are bringing a cake for a special occasion and totally out of your control that this happened. But even though you're feeling like, oh my God, that's horrible. And I, and I'm still having nightmares about that experience. As you say, the family, the cake was delicious and they were very yeah. kind, you know, so nobody, nobody yelled at you or complained no. or. You know, sent <laughs> Yeah. The wedding cake that I just did, if anyone who's watching is following me on social media, mm-hmm. I did my first wedding cake and I delivered that cake in a snowstorm. And I was holding my breath the yeah. entire time. Like I drove with my blinkers on, I drove slow. When I went to the back of my car, the middle tier of the cake had slid completely off of its <gasps> cake board in the back oh, of no. my car. But, um, <laughs> and then I had to walk each layer in the snow from my car to the venue and navigate all the geese and everything because I was on a golf course. Um, But that was a fixable thing. So anyways, it could have been worse. I'm glad I drove as slow as I did. If I would have been driving faster, all of the layers would have been all over the place. I would have been all over your cake or or all over your car, I should say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have that picture. So I can picture you wearing your boots and carefully carrying one layer at a time, like you said, dodging the geese and the poop and the snow and <laughs> getting it safely there. But it looked absolutely beautiful. Oh, and well, thank I, you so much. You're welcome. That was a really, that was a real milestone for me. It was more than I realized. Like mm-hmm. I realized it, but when it was all done, that's when it really hit me. Like that I really guess felt worried that mm-hmm. I, it was all paid for and everything in it. I was, something was going to go wrong and it wasn't going to be a success, but um, yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen this time. It could still happen down the road, I guess, of course. Well, I, you know what? And I guess I, it could, but you know, when you think about mitigating risks, you know, thinking about, okay, so maybe next time when you bring a cake, you're bringing extra icing in a bowl or bringing yeah. extra stuff with you. And so then if something does happen, you can fix it on the spot. So to exactly. Speak. Yeah. I'm really developing those skills. I I feel I know my limitations and I know what risks I'm ready to take. So it was a good moment. This is a good time for me to jump into this next skill set and this next product, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the last year and a half, I have enough skills to be able to troubleshoot all those little hiccups and like MacGyver things like you had said about social, about uh, technology. Yeah. And um, I learned that in respiratory therapy, you know, as you become more skilled at what you're doing, you mm-hmm. can MacGyver stuff and you can draw from all these different skills to yeah. figure out the puzzle when it's a patient. And I feel like I'm really developing that skill now as a baker, too. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, not everyone has that skill because some people, when plan A doesn't work, they tend to panic and it's like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. Like plan A's not not working. Um, I'm stuck. Right. And there, there are some of us that, you know, okay, so plan A didn't didn't work. So right, we're immediately going to plan B, C, all right. the way to Z, right? And I call it um, flying by the seat of your pants because, as you say, some things are out of your control. Yeah. And you can't panic because, of course, you, you can't let anyone know that, you know, there's something going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, you know, well, I'll have it there, no problem. But in the back, it's like, okay, so i got to fix this. How am I going to fix it? And then you're just like quick finding those solutions, as you say, troubleshooting on the spot. And sometimes things don't work out the way you want. But you know what? You have to find a way of learning to live with it. And, you know, and that's what I've had to do. And I can hear that that's what you're learning to do as well. Yeah, that's still an evolving thing. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely wear a lot of hats. 
And in some ways, I'm getting faster at things. Mm -hmm. So I know when I take an order, you know, how much that's going to mean in my schedule and what's doable and what's not. But then when it comes down to my kiddos, right, when they're not in school, when it's the weekend, that can become harder to navigate. Mm -hmm. And they're young, so I can't just leave them at home to go and bake all day. No. So there's still some things I'm navigating and that I'm Mm -hmm. trying out and seeing how they go for me and for my family and for my schedule. Yeah. But I'm really grateful for all of it. And I'm really lucky that I dove into this adventure. Mm -hmm. You know, wherever it's going to take me, I have no regrets. Last year, I talked a lot about treating this whole journey like school. Like when you're in school, you know, you pay a ton of money, you're in class, you're stressed to the max, you're trying to learn all these skills, but you're not there yet mm-hmm. until they release you. And then it's it's showtime, like I had said, you know, <laughs> so I was treating, I still kind of am, I'm treating it like school where you're just navigating the waters, you're learning skills, you're seeing how everything feels and you don't know where it's going to take you. And it, it's not a waste of money or time right? Mm -hmm. It's valuable to be in this position of just trying stuff Mm -hmm. and seeing how it feels and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And I'm glad that I've done all that. It would have been worse, you know, not trying it and all the relationships I've made. And it's powerful. Even if I walk away from all of it tomorrow, I'm really glad for all the work and experiences that I've had, you know? I hope if there's anyone listening to that, that you find a way to start something that you're passionate in, even if it's just half a day a week or a day a month, like just something, just investigate, start looking into whatever it is that you are having this feeling about, you know, in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. that you want to try. Yeah, it's following your passion. and, And that's what you've done, because you mentioned that when you were starting to bake cakes, that there was this feeling inside of you and you kept thinking about cakes all the time. And so that's always a sign when you're thinking about it all the time and it gets your heart beating a little faster because you're excited about wanting to. So, I mean, I know that you enjoy your job. Well, I don't know if enjoy your job is a good word, but you are good at your job and it's one that you've been doing for, you said, I think nine years that you've been doing this, right? And it pays the bills, Mm -hmm. right? Which very important. Very. And you're making a difference in the lives of the of the patients that you deal with at Riverview. Yeah. But everyone needs something that is good for your soul. Yes. Something that gives you a purpose every day to wake up and say, okay, yes, I'm going to work today, but I'm so excited that at the end of my 12-hour shift, I'm going to go to the bakery and I'm going to stay up until one o'clock in the morning baking cakes because that fills my soul, that fills my cup. That makes me happy. That gives me that purpose. Yeah. That this is what is so important in my life that I have to do it. And yeah. it's like, if you didn't do it, you would feel this horrible loss yeah. in, in not having it. That's exactly it, Jenny. That bakery has become like a time warp kind of place for me. Like I just get so into whatever I'm doing that I just mm-hmm. don't even know what time it is. <laughs> And, or maybe just this creative part of who I am, mm-hmm. I'm left-handed. Some people are like, oh, that's because you're a lefty. I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know, just this mm-hmm. part of me that just, yeah, it just fills my soul, I guess. And it's, it's embracing that creative side to ourselves because I know that there are people out there who say, oh, you know, I'm not creative. I don't paint. I don't draw. I don't write. I don't do those things that most creative people are doing. But, you know, every one of us has that creative bent or that 
desire to do something Mm -hmm. and we do it all in our own little way. Yeah. You know, so I don't bake cakes. I mean, I, I bake for the family, Mm -hmm. but it's something I enjoy. And it's something, you know, you say when you lose yourself in the process of doing that for me, because, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm a super busy, like I've got stuff on the go all the time, Mm -hmm. but when I'm baking, that is the time for me to relax because I need to think about what I'm doing, you know, because like you said, it's math and science. Yeah. I need to make sure I'm measuring the ingredients that I'm mixing it, as you say, just to the right consistency. I'm watching as it's baking and I don't do anything else. So if the muffins are in the oven, I'm not like running downstairs and putting in a load of laundry (laughs) as the muffins will burn. (laughs) So it's being present, being mindful. And it's almost like you're in a meditative state, isn't it? I was, as you were explaining that, I was going to say it's like a stress relief or something because it's just like you're just getting something inside of you out and Mm -hmm. and by, and just by, it gets your mind off of other stuff. Yeah. Just making something like cooking, baking. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's meditative, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. So for me, when I'm doing something, so whether I'm buying a card or a gift or I'm baking or I'm cooking or whatever it is that I'm doing, and I'm doing it for someone specific, I imagine their reaction when I give them whatever it is that I'm giving them. And for me, it's the joy that I've done this, but my pleasure, I guess, or my joy is seeing the reaction of the person who is receiving what I'm giving them. When you design your cakes or make those wonderful cookies or whatever it is that you're doing for whatever it's for a person, a place, a thing, an event or whatever it is. Do you have that? Like, do you envision their reaction or do you anticipate what their reaction will be when you are making your creations? You know, I guess I must, I'm not sure I've thought about it in that way, but I definitely must, I guess. Some people are very easy and they just want, they're quick. They want chocolate cake, but other people (laughs) kind of give me some pointers And then I try to use those as uh, inspiration, not copy the pictures, but kind of within my limits and within my skill set and within the resources that I have and the equipment and all the accessories that I have. I brainstorm like, what am I going to make for this person for Mm -hmm. this cake? And sometimes I know who the person is, so it's a little bit easier, but then other times it's a stranger. And I'm trying to make a one of a kind thing. And then I'm trying that that Fairmont person in me where everything needs to be five star (laughs) is on. So anything that I'm giving to somebody, I definitely want it to be five star. I want it to be safe if there was any allergies or whatever. And I want everything to be um, five star. I guess it is because I want the person's reaction to be, well, this is the best cake that I have ever received or that I'm, you know, that I could get as a gift for somebody else. And this is the best Mm -hmm. tasting, you know, um, or all the little details that I might've done for the person that they felt were special and that maybe they couldn't get somewhere else. I think that's one of the strengths Baked by Ronwin has right now is that anytime somebody orders something big or small, it's, I did a hundred percent of it, of the work behind it. Mm -hmm. So if I do a video, if I tag a video of me doing that birthday cake for that four-year-old or whatever like that's a pretty cool thing for for the family to sit around and watch you know like that person made your cake and here we're going to sit around and eat it like (laughs) that's amazing sometimes I ask people like is there a particular song you want or you know stuff like that and I try to even do 
little special details like that that are just about me making the video and not even really about how the cake will look or, or taste. You know, and it's the little details and it's those special touches that you bring to the whole experience because it's not just, okay, now I'm going to eat cake. It's the whole experience of watching your video as you're making the cake mm-hmm. and then seeing the final product and then seeing the product before even eating it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's one thing to see in a video, but when you see it in person, it's like, wow, this is an amazing cake. And then when you go to eat it, it tastes even better than it looks. Oh, if, if, thank you. If that's even something. Yeah. Cause I want to share. Uh, so initially it was going to be a cake for my husband's 65th birthday. And I gave you sort of a few suggestions, but otherwise you were, I just said, you know, whatever you put together, I trust you and it's going to look great. And then because I wanted to surprise my husband, I didn't tell him about the cake. Well, that day was his brother's birthday and Ralph was coming over for dinner and my husband's saying, okay, we well, have to get a cake for Ralph. And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, no worries. So then I'm quickly messaging you as like, um, can you add Ralph to the cake as well? And you were in the middle of doing that wedding cake that weekend. And I think you had um, some other things on the go as well. You're like, um, yeah, you know what? I'll do my best. And you know what? And you did. It was honoring Ralph and Frank for their birthdays. And you know how you, you just mentioned that people say the cake is so delicious, like the best cake I've ever had. Ralph would not stop talking about how amazing your cake was. First of all, how amazing it looked. But then when he kept eating it, he's like, oh my God, this is the best cake I've ever had in my life. And even afterwards, sending me a text and saying, you know, thank you for dinner. I love that cake. Thank you so much again. Gosh, I want to have a piece of that cake now. I'm going to have to remake it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and Ralph is very, I mean, most of us are fairly, not picky, but, you know, we know what we like. And it was totally unscripted. Like he just, he just kept talking about how, how delicious. And of course, you know, I sent a piece of cake home with everybody and I saved a piece for my husband. Now, speaking of Frank, okay. Cause I mentioned that I have a sweet tooth, <laughs> which I didn't know says, actually. So now I know that. So yeah, <laughs> well, it's a secret, but now the secret's out. But, uh, Frank keeps talking about, and I, we've, I've known him, like we've been together for, I guess it's almost, I want to say 27 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah. We survived COVID. So I guess we can survive anything, <laughs> but he always talks about, Oh, I, you know, I don't eat sweets. So don't buy me any sweets. But anytime there's any sweets in the house, guess what? He eats it, ice cream, cake, whatever it is. And then he gets mad at me. He blames me. He's like, well, stop buying this stuff because I'm eating it. Right. Well, maybe you shouldn't eat it then, you know, because I want some sweets. So if I'm going to have sweets in the house, so don't blame me. He's like, it's your fault that you're eating it. So just confess that you have a sweet tooth and let's, let's be on. done with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell him that you told me that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And he doesn't listen to my podcast. (laughs) And I know when his birthday is now, so he'll be in trouble for next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's so funny, but I want to get back to something that you mentioned earlier. You had said that I'm so lucky to have this experience, but you know what? Let me tell you that luck had nothing to do with it. You know why? Maybe, maybe it didn't. Because, Because you started working at baked expectations when you were 16. So you had some experience with baking through that experience over the years, you've honed that craft, you've worked on your skills, you never lost or left the idea of wanting to do this, maybe not wanting to do this as a business or for a living, but that you wanted to continue with baking. And so it wasn't just all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? I'm going to open this uh, bakery and I'm going to do cakes. 
it was years and years and years of practice. Probably, I don't know if you took any baking classes or, you know, even looking at uh, videos online or whatever it is, but you worked at it. You worked at it. And when the opportunity came, your friend in Korea is giving you that push Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what, you need to do this and you need to do this now. And you did. Yeah. And it wasn't luck. Yeah. It was everything that you went through to that moment that said, you know what? Yes, I can. Yeah. I guess I did have a lot of the knowledge around large kitchens and baked expectations was an exposure, right? They make a lot of products. Mm -hmm. So yes, I, they do. they're not, they're not a, what I'm doing, making one cake at a time. They're making a lot of cake every single day. Right. And then um, when I was in hotel and restaurant, I was learning the business end of things, how restaurants and hotels run. And then when I was with Fairmont, I was a manager at times, not, not for the whole 10 years, but for mm-hmm. maybe like half of the time I was in a supervisory or management role. So I was learning a lot about all the stuff kind of you need to know to run your own business. And I took hotel and restaurant administration at Red River College. And I believe, you know, you spend your entire last year doing like a real business proposal plan as if you were going to open a Mm -hmm. restaurant and that's how you, they grade you in your last year. But yeah, then respiratory, right, is totally the opposite of all of that. So it's kind of in my brain, I guess, somewhere, all of this baked by Bronwyn stuff. I was in a relationship, I guess, that was not right for me. For mm-hmm. 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, the headspace that I was in when I was in that relationship, it just, I didn't, now that I'm on the other side of that relationship, I guess I feel during the relationship that I was in the past, I would not have had even ever thought about spending money on a hobby or having the finances mm-hmm. or the support yep. to venture into what I did with the baking. And so I guess I was at the time in my life where. I feel lucky there was this opportunity that I could take, but it wasn't always mm-hmm. there, even though I had the skill and the knowledge. So, and, you know, given that you went through that experience, I almost want to say that your, I don't know if it's your brain, but I, but bear with me for a second. It's, it's like you were protected during that time because you needed the resources that you had to draw on just to survive. Yeah, that's exactly right? it. And so... In order to survive, you you can't think about anything else. You have to think about, you know, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, one moment at a time. And that's all you can do. Because if you go any further than that, it's like a straw that broke the camel's back in a sense that it would push you over the edge. And so you knew enough to know that, okay, I need to do this because I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And then once you were out of that situation, it wasn't like, you know, you flipped a switch and it's like, okay, now, now I can do this. No. It probably took some time for you to say, okay, you know what? Maybe there's that, that germ of an idea in my brain that I can do this. Mm-hmm. But thinking to yourself, well, you know, how the heck am I going to do this? You know, because now I have to spend money. And yeah. you're thinking about all the details. Mm-hmm. But slowly, it, it's that little idea that kept growing inside of you. And again, I want to go back that it wasn't luck. It was opportunity. Yeah, It was the right time because... You were thinking about it, but then again, your friend from Korea is saying, you know, Bronwyn, you need to do this. People are saying, Bronwyn, you need to sell cakes. You need to do Mm -hmm. this. And it was that moment, that that final moment. It's like, you know, yes, I do. This is what I need to do. And you took advantage of that opportunity. You made it happen. Yeah. And I guess I had the right attitude too. Like some people would have said, I'm not going to go rent a commercial kitchen to bake a cake. You know, like it was quite, it's quite expensive to do depending Mm -hmm. on how much you're planning to sell. 
But you know, those are all just excuses, right? If I had excuses lined up in front of me in the career that I have as a respiratory therapist, as a healthcare professional, right? Like there's no excuses. It's black and white. You follow these steps. That's the law. That's the rule. (laughs) And you're on board, right? There's no, you can't come up with your own other avenue to accomplish the end result, right? And I I treated the baking the same way as becoming a healthcare professional was like, okay, I legally have to do A, B, and C. It might be expensive or whatever, but I'm just going to follow those and just see what happens and see Mm -hmm. where it leads me. And I'm going to treat it like educational and experiences that are really valuable at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, either way. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. And you mentioned you've got a couple of anniversaries. One is the anniversary of you creating Baked by yeah. Bronwyn, the idea of, and then the other is the one year anniversary of your space in yes. Palmore. So I want to, first of all, congratulations. That is just amazing that you have accomplished so much in so little time. But the reason I mentioned the anniversary is that because I met you when you were doing a fundraiser for Riverview. You create these cookies, right? And you were selling the cookies. And I think I must have seen on Instagram and I thought, you know, yeah, I want to support this. And I think I just, I bought the three cookies here. They were three for $12. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming to your place on Kyle Moore to pick up the cookies and we chatted a little bit and you told me a little bit about your space and, and whatnot. And then I took the cookies home and I tried one and I thought, oh my goodness, this chocolate cookie was literally the best chocolate cookie I've ever had. Oh, thanks. You're welcome, but it was so delicious. And then after that, I started following you on Instagram. And then of course, you know, whenever you had opportunities for for anything, cupcakes, mm-hmm. cookies, and then cake, of course, I was happy to support you and follow your journey and just really celebrate what you've been able to accomplish. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate I just, that. Yeah, you're it's welcome. like it takes a village to raise a family and it takes a village mm-hmm. to raise a small business. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like um it's really special feeling like your community supports you. Yeah. And it is a special feeling. You know, it, it it's that feeling of being safe. You know, you talk about being safe in a sense, but it's knowing that you have people who have your back. You know, you have your friends, your family who are, you know, willing to support you. Your kids and your partner mm-hmm. are supporting you. And you know, as a woman entrepreneur, as a small business owner, if you don't have that support, you will still find a way of getting it done because there's no option. I mean, you you have to follow through because that's your passion. But having that support makes it so much easier for you to concentrate on making the business and your experience the best possible one. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a role model for your girls because they see how hard you work. They see the dedication and the commitment that you have for your business. Yeah. 
They do. I've been told that before to not get too bogged down with guilt when I'm running off and in a hurry or, you know, baking, 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 that they will see my dedication and and hard work. They've seen a lot of the cakes and I always am like, you know, this is for a person and, you know, we have to be careful and don't touch Mm -hmm. anything. And this is how it is when you make food for other people. (laughs) So they're absorbing some of it. (laughs) Well, of course they are. Now, do you get your girls involved sometimes, obviously when you're not making a cake for a customer, but when you're just doing stuff in the kitchen, do you get them involved to help you like either decorate or maybe do something with um, baking? Well, because of all my equipment is at 482 Calmore and I live in the West End in an old home, all of my baking gadgets and of my mixers, they're all at the bakery. So I don't, oh, okay. all these special cakes and stuff, I haven't done any of them at home for a while, probably since mm-hmm. last summer. I okay. just don't have the space and just carting things back no. and forth just doesn't work. But I That's would like to spend some time with my girls at the bakery and do some special stuff with them in the future. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on my list of things to do. Mm-hmm. My dad's birthday is coming up on May 2nd, and we're going to be making him a vegan carrot cake. That's his oh, request. Nice. So I was thinking of trying to see if I can incorporate my kids into that. Oh, that would be yeah. lovely. So we'll see if I can get them there this weekend. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I think last time we spoke, when I was at Kyle Moore, you had mentioned that you have some plans for expanding the, the front area of your business, like the location and then the patio in the back about maybe having pop-up events. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking with the girls, you know, maybe having a baking class for for a birthday or something. Girls, yeah, that would be a great experience and opportunity to do down the road for sure. Showing mm-hmm. young people, teaching them some of the skills. You don't always know if you're going to need these skills, you know, and then they can become a career. So I would love to share some of the things I've learned, some of the techniques and stuff with kids. My oldest daughter is seven, definitely old enough to make a cake exactly Mm -hmm. how I'm doing them. I'm sure with enough practice, they could do it. Oh, I'm sure. And having their mom as their teacher is is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to touch on one more thing that you had mentioned. You talked about having all your equipment and ingredients and whatnot. I love that you are using quality ingredients for what you're doing. So when I talked about that chocolate cookie, I found out that you actually use chocolate from Warden's Chocolates, don't you? Yeah. And that's quality because I mean, you know, when I'm making cookies, I'll pick up President's Choice chocolate chips or, you know, chip hits mm-hmm. or whatever, which is absolutely mm-hmm. fine, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're getting chocolate from a person who, I mean, that's their business is chocolate. It adds that extra special something to the cookie, the cake or whatever it is that you're doing. And it really adds something extra special to yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Morden's of Winnipeg, they're around the corner from where I live in the West End. And so I, over the Mm -hmm. 10 years I've lived here, I've gone there lots and they're always so kind. They always give samples, especially if my kids are there. And they were also kind of influential in me starting on this journey anyways. But yeah, I've been using their chocolate (laughs) since day one and I help them because I'm Mm -hmm. supporting their business and I advertise for them to the public through Mm -hmm. my page. And then they help me because my products will taste, you know, superior because I'm resourcing these extra special ingredients and supporting Mm -hmm. other local businesses with ingredients is something that I need to expand on. 
to resource mm-hmm. other products that I could be putting in my baking. So yeah, yeah I would not absolutely. be surprised if I can network with some other people and that would be really wonderful to do. I remember when you were talking about your wedding cake and you mentioned that there was a specific color that you wanted. It was a pink mm-hmm. color. And you told me that it was ordered specially and it was a little bit more expensive than you want. Like it was more money. It's from Australia. Than you wanted. My goodness, I can't even yeah. imagine. But that's just the dedication that you have to quality oh, ingredients, to making it the best experience because you're looking for that right shade mm-hmm. of pink for the cake. And it's that vision that you have. It's almost like I, I call it like that futuristic vision where, and I have the same thing where if I'm planning something, an event or whatever it is yeah. I'm doing, I already can envision what it's going yeah. to be before I start. Yeah. And that is also a skill I'm developing. I can draw it out. I usually sketch stuff out on paper, but then it's like, can I do that? Will I, how will I get it to be like that? And do I have everything? And is there some unknown thing that mm-hmm. I don't know about? And do I have to research it? And I'm always doing that stuff behind the scenes. I'm the same way. It's called input, right? It's like you're constantly reading, absorbing, researching, looking for information. One of my um, Instagram posts, I talked about following breadcrumbs, right? Like Ansel and Gretel or going down that rabbit hole, like Alice Mm -hmm. in Wonderland. That's what it is. Like you click on these links and it takes you somewhere else and takes you somewhere else. And then you find something that you didn't even know you were looking for, but there it is. There's so much information out there, which is great. I know. (laughs) It is. Oh my goodness. This has been such a wonderful conversation with you, Bronwyn. I mean, I knew a little bit about what you are all about because you know, you're, you're very open and you love sharing your stories and and your journey, but I learned something new from you today and it was wonderful to hear everything that you've gone through and what you're doing now. So one last question for you, where do you see yourself going from here? That's a very good question. I hope I continue to see myself with the small cakes and the larger cakes, uh, the wedding cakes, and the uh, shortbread cookies, which I just cannot seem to shake. So I think that will be my focus. I think I am interested in having a menu, which I have toyed with off and on. If I had a pop-up, I obviously had a menu. But then in between, I haven't. The customers have just been making their own menu with me, just like, you know, hey, can you do this? How does it sound? And then I, I make it happen. And Mm -hmm. that goes with vegan and gluten-free and then obviously everything in between. But I think it would be valuable for me to have kind of a few items that are just standard with a couple different sizes. Oh, that's a good idea. Have some information for the public so they know what is this cake and then how much does it cost, how to order it, how many people it'll serve. Mm -hmm. I think that Baked by Bronwyn is ready to do something like that. And obviously, I wouldn't be able to do that for the wedding cakes because everyone's wedding cake is unique to that couple Mm -hmm. and that day. But yeah, that's something that I need to work on. There's a lot of areas behind the scenes in Baked by Bronwyn that need a lot of attention. And I don't have a website right now, but that is something that I feel like I'm ready to. And I see there's value in that for me because it makes it easy. I don't have to, there's less thinking involved for somebody if they can just see, okay, Bronwyn has these five cakes. These are how much they cost. And I could maybe say they all can come vegan or all gluten-free, et cetera. I think it'd be, there would be benefits on both ends. And that's a great idea because it actually frees up some of your time because like the basic, you know, I want that chocolate cookie and, and you can offer options. So I know you've done heart-shaped cookies mm-hmm. for me and, you know, so so maybe they can customize. So it, it's either a round, mm-hmm. square, whatever yep. shape, whatever options you have available and they can mm-hmm. choose whatever shape. They want. So, you know, it's, it's an added bonus yeah. 
so it to is. speak. And yeah. the public, they don't always yeah. know what they want. And we are used to, even when I shop, you're used to what does this person have? And it's all there. Whereas my experience is a little bit difficult to navigate. You'd have to look at pictures that I already have, which might take too much time. Mm-hmm. Or you might have to send me a few messages. You know, what do you have? You know, I want something like this. And then we go back and forth. And so I think that should be my mm-hmm. next area that I focus on. I think so. So once you have a website, then you can have your yeah. photos up on the yes. website and then have a look at and just decide what it is that yeah. they want. And I know that it's not just going to be cookies because they're going to look and say, oh, I want that and I want that and I want everything mm-hmm. because everything looks delicious. And, you know, those that have that sweet tooth will <laughs> want it all. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you again for being on with me today, Bronwyn, and sharing your experience. And for those that are interested in wanting to order something from Baked with Bronwyn, she's on Instagram at Baked by Bronwyn. And I will share that information in the show notes so that you know where to order all those delicious, sweet things from Bronwyn. So thank oh, you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jenny. This is lovely. So until next time. When you're considering that special cake for that special occasion or that special person, consider contacting Bronwyn. And if you have an idea in mind, I'm sure she'll love to incorporate it. But if you want to leave it up to her, I know that she will create that special magical cake for you. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.